Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is June 20th, it's 2019, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Pretty good sized slate for a Thursday. I'm joined for the fourth straight day, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I, I hate Rich Hill, and I know, gosh, he is, he is the girlfriend that I keep coming back to, and everything goes great, and then she slashes my tires a month later, and I realize, oh, that's why. That's why I should stay away. And then, you know what? I'll be right back to her in about a month. And it was looking good tonight. And then Rich Hill, of course, gets pulled after one inning. And I just get tons of flashbacks. So not winning money, but uh, you know what? Things have been worse in my life. Not losing much money. Yeah, I will say, you know, at least um, Rich Hill put up six. Like point per dollar is pretty close to Lucas Giolito, um, who I was gonna play instead. Um, I played Heaney in cash, and he went negative um, after having Max Fried in there all day and switching it. So yeah, um, I feel you. I feel you. I, I played Heaney a lot, so not a good slate for me. Even with a almost a hundred percent Chris Taylor, I'm losing money. So is what it is. Ready to move on to Thursday. You know, we have bad days. We have good days. Um, that's baseball. Uh, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Um, sign up through the Roto Grinders links so that we get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. And once you make your first deposit over there, you'll get access to Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. A um, little bit of overlay in their tournaments over there on Wednesday. So a little bit, um, got to be paying attention to that. You might get some overlay. Looks like the contests are a little smaller for Thursday. So let's fill that thing up and get it going on over there. You can only enter it six times. Six times. You're not playing against 150 teams. You're not even playing against 10 teams. Six times. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you head over there to check them out. Grant, let's just jump right in. We start with Houston at New York. Um, Frambar Valdez against Chad Green. No total on this one. Um, any interest here in Valdez? Uh, yeah, he's a good pitcher. I mean, on the year, he was doing a little bit of bullpen work, but has been starting recently, put up 25-plus points in his last two starts. Slightly above average K rate, only a 3.64 XFIP. The guy is good. The problem is he's facing a very good team, but uh, extreme ground ball guy. Uh, very, very good at kind of limiting righty damage. Um, so all these power righties, I'm willing to take a shot on him. He's only 7,500, which is too cheap considering his upside. I wouldn't trust him in cash at this moment, uh, but in tournaments, he's definitely in play. <laughs> yeah, you know, they call him they call him a short, beefy ground ball and lefty. <laughs> so I've read that uh, a few times about him now. So it'd be interesting. Um you know, he is a ground ball guy, like you said. Massive ground ball guy. Uh, his pitch repertoire really feeds into being a ground ball pitcher. So, obviously, like, even when you're pitching in Yankee Stadium, you have a ground ball guy. It, it certainly helps him. I like the upside. I don't mind the price tag. 
I think I would play him in tournaments uh, just because there's a guy that I like a little bit more for cash games in that range. But I, I do like uh, Valdez uh, for tournaments here on the slate. Um, Yankees bullpen game. Uh, you know, it's really tough to, to pinpoint what's going to happen after green. I haven't really read much, but this is going to be a spot that I stay away from the Yankees bullpen. Yep. Yep. Uh, obviously not going to play anyone. I think it might be the same situation we had last week with what's his name. And, uh, he played decent, pitched decent, but it's not worth it playing any of them. And Houston's not the team you want to attack with virtually any pitcher. So yeah, not playing Yankees bullpen. Yeah, they've what they use like Sessa and they've used a couple guys, so it's really tough to to kind of pinpoint what they're gonna do. So I, I think I'm just gonna stay away. Um the Houston bats, like if this becomes a, a bullpen game, are you concerned here with how good the Yankees bullpen is? Uh is there any of these bats that you potentially want to play? So uh it could be it could be Cortez, who's a lefty. In which case, I mean, you can use Brantley or Bregman or Altuve as one-offs. Um, I probably won't, but you can. If it's, who is it, uh, Sessa, then I have interest in Alvarez at 4,200. Guy just guy just rakes. Um, so even against, if I'm getting enough at-bats versus righties, then I will happily play Alvarez. Uh, but it depends on who the long relief guys we get word about it then Alvarez is the only guy that I really have interest in. That's if he's going up against a righty. Yeah, I also don't have – I wouldn't mind uh, Brantley if it's going to be a righty. That's going to be the long reliever um, if we get news. Brantley's 4,100, so really good value in Yankee Stadium for these lefties if it's going to be righties coming in. Um, any Yankee bats standing out to you here against the, the lefty? I mean, he's an extreme ground ball guy. Yankee stack is pretty much always in play, but Valdez – He's good enough, and he's very good at limiting uh, fantasy upside from the opposing team. Houston bullpen's good. I I don't think there's anyone in particular. I mean, Gary, obviously, if you need a catcher with some upside, even against Valdez, he can hit out of the ballpark. Edwin, Stanton, Voigt, Hicks all have some upside. Torres have some upside, but they're not anyone I want to target in particular on this slate. Uh, there is good, some good spots for bats. There's some good spots for the bats that are cheaper. So it'd be Sanchez be the guy I'm most interested in. That's just because of his catcher eligibility. Yeah, Sanchez or E5, uh, the two guys that hit a lot of fly balls. You know, I want fly ball hitters against a guy like Valdez. So don't mind the power righties that could get the ball up in the air. I guess I don't hate Voight, but really for me, it's Sanchez. It's E5. I hate paying up a catcher, so it's really E5. Um, Philadelphia at Washington. Nick Pavetta against Eric Fed. Uh, no total in this one. Any interest here in Pavetta? I mean, Pavetta's kind of always in play as a tournament GBP play. Um, if he's got good stuff, he can just mow through everyone. But 8-2, when you consider that there's five guys that I want to play in the 7K range, uh, I am I will not have a single... I. If I have $500 left over, $600 left over, I'm still going down to one of these other pitchers. So no interest in Pavetta for me. It's a decent strikeout matchup. Not great. He does stro historically struggle against lefties. He's as up and down this season, but I don't want to pay for him considering all the other options. Yeah, he's been a little bit better since he got recalled. Um, he's had, what, three starts since he's been recalled or four starts since he's been recalled and He's looked good in a couple of those starts, but I just don't know if this is necessarily the spot that I want to play him. Um, struggled against Atlanta last time out, allowed three home runs. 
this team has some pop uh, with Soto, Rendon, you know, Kendrick and Adams right there in the middle of that lineup. So I don't think I will pull the trigger on Pavetta today. Um, unless for some reason, like Soto or some of these guys get day off after playing doubleheader on Wednesday. Um, any interest here in fed? No, no. Um, Philly's good. Fed's not good for fantasy. He may be able to limit the damage here, but I, mean, I feel like we talked about this again yesterday, and I feel like I'm always talking about the same thing with Philly and Washington on this podcast, but no interest in Fed. It's been a weird week, that's for sure. Um, let's talk Philly bats. Like Bryce Harper, I know he's had a, a really rough start to the season, um, but he's 4,400 today. Uh, I think the price tag warrants, you know, certainly looking at him here. Um, even real Muto, I hate paying up a catcher, but 43 doesn't seem like too much to be paying up for a guy like real Muto. They raised the price for Jay Bruce Kingery. His price is up. He's been crushing the ball this season. He's 14 for his last 36 with five home runs. So what are you looking at here for Philly? I don't really like targeting guys against fed. Uh, guys, a pretty darn good ground ball pitcher. He may give up some runs, but that's mostly going to be off of his low K rate, his high uh, walk rate. But like, it's it, you just target anyone who can really hit the ball in the air. And I talked about this yesterday. It's Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce is the only guy I want to play and says a tournament one-off. Guy has a 56.9% fly ball rate. He has tons of power, and he can take the ball at the ballpark at any time. So sinker going against a guy that with a huge K rate, but huge fly ball numbers. This is a perfect spot for him. Or your boy Hoskins. Uh, he's another guy that gets the ball up in the air a ton. Yeah. Um, Washington bats. I, I think you start with Soto. Uh, his price has come up to 4,500, but this is still a really good spot for him outside of Soto. Who are you looking at here for Washington? Adams is too expensive. He'd be the guy, other guy to look at, but I don't want to pay that price for him. Eaton. I don't want to pay 4,200 for him. All these guys are priced up going against Pavetta and, Pavetta has been better recently. I don't think I want to go with anyone outside of outside of Soto. Yeah, I was just uh, quickly looking to see if um, Adams is still cheap on Fanduel and waiting for it to load. Um, let's see, he is three thousand on Fanduel. I think that's playable. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. Angels and Blue Jays. Ten and a half total here. Jose Suarez against Clayton Richard, 10.5 total. Suarez is a 154 favorite. Any interest in Suarez here? No, he's priced up for a reason I can't understand. He's not a great pitcher. Um, 8,500 just doesn't make sense to me. I get that Toronto is not a great lineup, um, and they have some Ks in it, but Suarez just doesn't merit this price tag, so no. Yeah, you know, they struggle with lefties outside of Andrew Heaney. Um, Tellus uh, decided he wanted to hit a home run off of Heaney and ruin my night. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on Suarez. I, I agree with you, 8,500 uh, for a guy that's probably going to score around, like, 12 to 15 points. I don't think I can do it. Um, zero interest in Clayton Richard. Zero. Yeah, I don't want to ever play a guy with a higher walk rate than K rate. Uh, let's talk bats here. Like Trout coming off of a monster game. Um, go right back to the well on him. Justin Upton is $4,200 facing a lefty here. Um, this seems like a great spot to play him. Outside of Trout and Upton, is there anything else that we're looking at here? 
Uh, I don't hate Otani or Calhoun. Anytime we get a team with a bad bullpen and a guy that walks a ton of guys, uh, it's generally a pretty decent spot. He can easily just rack up the walks, get high pitch counts, and be out of the game by the fourth. Uh, uh, LaCroix, not a bad spot, especially over on Yahoo, where I think he's still eight bucks um, going up against Roddy. Calhoun and Otani, you can throw both of them in the stack and – just hope for a bullpen game. I mean, if they're going off and runs are scored, it's probably not going to be from bombs in the first few innings, but they're going to get a bad bullpen arm. So Upton and Trout are fine one-offs, but if you want to stack this game, it's not a bad choice at all. Yeah, I I certainly don't mind stacking here. I don't think Richard will go too deep into this game, and you're going to get that bullpen. So I I don't mind playing Otani and Calhoun. I don't hate pool host here. I, I really don't. He's been really good against lefties this season. Um, the only thing that I don't like about Pulhos is his price, 4K for him. I liked it when we were getting around like 3,500 against lefties. You know, shockingly enough, I don't think people realize it, but Pulhos has 12 home runs on the season. It's not like his power is completely gone, kind of like Miggy. Um, you know how we're not really seeing a lot of home runs out of Miggy. So like, I don't hate Albert Pulhos here. Maybe if he's cheaper on like a a Yahoo or a Fanduel or something, um, or even fantasy draft where you can play multiple first basemen. I don't hate pool hosts. Uh, I wouldn't leave him out of my Angels stack against Richard. Yeah, don't mind that at all. I mean, he's got a huge fly ball rate too, so that definitely helps going against ground ball guy. Uh, Grant, anything on Toronto here that you want to look at? Vlad is so darn cheap here going against the lefty. 3,500 over on DK. Guys mashing lefties this season. Not a huge sample size, but uh, Suarez is not a great pitcher, so this is a perfect spot for him here. Um, and Suarez doesn't have a huge strikeout rate. He's going to be league average or below league average in all likelihood. So uh, Vlad just, yeah, play Vlad. And if you want Guriel, if you want to just add another guy on there, but he's a little bit too expensive. Yeah, I think Vlad would be the only guy. I agree, Guriel is probably too expensive. Smoke went on the I.L., um, yeah, I really don't have anything else here. I'm not going to play Tellus, even though he took Heaney deep. He has a 34% K rate against lefties this season. One guy that I wasn't worried about, and he hit the home run. Miami at St. Louis, Zach Gollin against Adam Wainwright. It's eight total. Wainwright, a 166 favorite here. Um, any interest in Gollin? Tons. Um, he's too cheap. Guy had a 33% K rate in AAA so far this season. St. Louis has not been good recently. Of course, Goldschmidt, the one day I don't play him because he's not in the lineup. He actually hits a bomb because, of course, that's my luck. Uh, but has not been walking many guys in AAA. Great K rate, decent ground ball numbers. Uh, everything kind of points towards him being pretty good. This is his first start going against St. Louis. I am willing to gamble on it considering that he is way too cheap considering his upside. So Gallon at 7,300 is one of the top options on the slate. And Honestly, someone I'm considering in cash. It's my favorite pitcher on the slate. It's not like, mine. We're going to get to mine later, and I'm not going to like it. That's fine. Um, yeah, I absolutely love this spot for him. He's a control guy. So, like, I'm not super concerned about him making, like, his major league debut. He's a four-pitch mix. He throws a fastball cutter, curveball changeup, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so he has, like, a cutter, which can get generate ground balls and soft contact. He has strikeout pitches against right-handed batters. He's facing a very right-handed heavy team, a Cardinals team that's really cold right now. Um, I love this spot for him. Yeah, it can burn me, 
But at 7,300, I'm, I'm certainly looking at it. And on the flip side of this game, like Wainwright, he's 7,500 facing Miami. Uh, if I'm going to play Ponce de Leon, I'm going to look at Wainwright. He's really good against righties. Uh, 288 Woba, 118 ISO, 24% K rate. It was a hamstring thing. He did fielding. He's taken bullpens. Um, I, I'm not too concerned about him coming in off the IL. I think he throws his normal amount here. And the Marlins are just not good. Like, I, I like both these pitchers. I think this is going to be one of the lowest scoring games on the slate. Yep, I'm right there with you with Wainwright. As you said, way, way better against righties than he is versus lefties. Price is right. I'm going to be living all in this 7K range. I don't know if I don't know if I want to have a single pitcher not in the seven K range today. Uh, and Wainwright, Gallon, two of the top options. They're probably going to be two of the chalkiest options, and I'm just willing to eat that. Yeah, I, I I'm going to play both of these guys. Um, I might end up playing both of these guys in cash. Um, I don't know if I'll play Gallon in cash, but I'm certainly going to play him in tournaments. Um, I don't know if I can pull the trigger after getting burned so many times by young pitchers in cash games, but it's really it really depends on what I want to do with my bats, to be honest. Like, do I want to play Odorizzi or Montas or Morton, or do I just want to play two 7K guys in cash and be perfectly okay with it? So it's kind of what I'm debating. Um, a little bit more research, and I'll figure that out. Um, any bats on the Miami side? If what's-his-name makes the lineup again instead of Goldie, maybe just because of his price. Um, at the current lineup, it looks like I don't know if I really want anyone. I'm fine with the full stack. I mean, it's the price is right for the St. Louis Bats pretty much every day. They just haven't paid off. And going up against a rookie, there's always a potential disaster. But I'm not going to be surprised if I don't have a single St. Louis Bat on my lineup today. Yeah, I probably won't play either one of these teams. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not playing any Miami bats. You know, Carpenter is a little interesting against a young pitcher. Ozuna's a little interesting to Jong, but I probably won't play anybody from this game. Um, what's interesting, too, is Gollin came over from the Cardinals organization, so it's interesting that he's making his major league debut against them. He was in the Ozuna trade, so a little bit of narrative there. I'm pretty sure Arizona, or, uh, Miami just decides to crush anyone they've given all their best assets to. I'm pretty sure they did the same thing against Milwaukee. So there's that narrative where they're not actually trying right now. They're pulling a Dean and tanking and they're actually a great team. That's just trying to get the first pick. I don't know if they're necessarily tanking, but I think they're they pitching. Aren't. It was a joke. They're, they're hitting yeah. is just atrocious. It's so bad, but their pitching prospects are really not bad. Yeah. Like they actually have some good arms in the bullpen. So you know, they're going to need to do something with the bats. Like Curtis Granderson and Sterling Castro are just not going to cut it. Or Miguel Rojas. Um, let's move on. We got the Mets and the Cubs. We have Walker Lockett against Tyler Chatwood. Uh, no total in this one. Looking like we're going to have a little bit of wind blowing in at Wrigley here. Walker Lockett, we saw him a little bit last year. Not much. Um, you know, with the Padres, we saw him. Any interest here in Lockett? Now, not a big strikeout guy, and, and maybe things will change if the wind is blowing in tomorrow. It looks like it's going to be about six miles an hour, but obviously that can change pretty drastically. Uh, but I, I don't – there's so many good pitchers right above him. There's, in all likelihood, zero chance that I end up rostering him. Yeah, I'm not going to play him today. And 
It is certainly interesting that like his strikeouts have just gone away this year after being an okay strikeout pitcher in the minors um, last year in 2017 as well. So I am a little like concerned and uh, kind of interested. I'm going to have to dig into that a little bit. But yeah, 7.4% swinging strike rate, 8.9% K rate um, in three starts this season. Not a huge sample. And he worked out of the bullpen a little bit, so like maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't think I play him against the Cubs here. Um, Tyler Chatwood on the other side of this game. Do you have any interest in him? No, no. I already said I don't like playing guys with higher walk rates and strikeout rates. He just walks like like you said. He just walks so many people. Um, it, it's really hard to trust Tyler Chatwood. Um, any Mets bats that you like here? Um, yeah, Alonzo is obviously. Very, very good. Uh, I like the lefties, so Conforto, McNeil, and then just same thing as every single day. Cano's probably your cash game, cash game second baseman because he's thirty four hundred and just silly to me. But uh, the stacks in play, even throwing Ramos in, anytime there's a guy that walks that many guys, gets real wild. Decent chance that um, he's out of the game fairly early and you get bad bullpen arms. Uh, but the top four of the lineup are either underpriced or very good. So I, I have interest in all of them. Outside of them, you can round out your stack with Ramos or Rosario. Either of them are fine. Yeah, I have a ton of interest in Pete Alonso today. Um, guy is mashing. He's always low-owned because people don't like to click 5,300, 5, 5,000 for him. So a lot of interest in Pete Alonso. Don't hate Cano. Don't hate Conforto. It actually is not a hard stack to build either because Cano is just so cheap. It's a nice little three-man that you can add on to another stack. So um, Cano certainly helps that. Cubs-Bats on the other side of this game, you know, I certainly like Schwarber. Um, I like Rizzo, but I, I don't mind rounding it out with Bryant and Baez as well um, when we're looking at how this guy has not been able to strike too many people out in the minors this year. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be putting the ball in play, but he's got a pretty extreme ground ball rate in the minors so far this year. So that could be what's taking away a lot of his strikeouts as he's just pitching more to contact for ground balls. Um, I'd be targeting Schwarber, Bryant, Rizzo, the three guys that hit the ball in there, and then Baez. Um, he's a guy that's always in play. He doesn't have a huge fly ball rate. and does, Numbers don't really reflect how many home runs he gets, but when he gets a hold of one, he gets a hold of one. But um, it's Rizzo, Brian, Schwarber are the top three guys for me. Moving on, Reds and Brewers, nine and a half total. Tanner Rorick against Jimmy Nelson. Nelson, a one in 48 favorite here. Any interest in Rorick? Nope. Going up against a lefty heavy team. He's been struggling a ton versus lefties this year. Walking a bunch, not striking guys out. Pretty much look at play that It's red all the way up and down. It's that simple. There's Yelch, Mustakas, Grandal, Thames, Shaw, all in the lineup there. There's a little bit of strikeouts, but it's it's realistically league average strikeout lineup here. So I don't have any interest in Roark, especially considering that there's so many good options on the slate today. Yeah, 388 Woba, 180 ISO, um, very low K to walk ratio against lefties, uh, fly ball guy. Um, yeah, everything leans towards the Milwaukee lefties here um, and, and leans towards Yelich being one of the top plays on the entire slate. If not the top play, it's probably between him and Trout. It's probably really, really close. Um, any interest here in Jimmy Nelson? The only 7K pitcher I'm not interested in. <laughs> right? Like... 
Very limited sample from Nelson, um, obviously coming back from injury. But from what we've seen so far is he's nothing like he was uh, before he got hurt. Only two starts. But if you're giving up earned runs to San Francisco and Miami, I'm certainly not interested in playing you against Cincinnati in Milwaukee in a series that usually produces a ton of runs. Um, The Reds and the Brewers, every time they play, it's just like you game stack this. And, you know, Big T usually wins tournaments with these game stacks. So, I'm not going to play Jimmy Nelson. I love your boy, Derek Dietrich here. I like Winker. Um, I actually don't hate Votto here either. Yeah, um, Votto. I prefer him more on Yahoo on FanDuel where blocks are worth more. Jimmy Nelson's been pretty darn wild so far this year. So um, that gives a little uptick to them on sites like that. But yeah, it's Dietrich and it's Winker and it's a stack here. Um, Nelson's just not been great. Dietrich crushes. There's a great ballpark for lefties. Um, everything kind of points towards Winker and Dietrich being fantastic plays here, and they're both a little bit too underpriced at 4,300 and 4,100. I don't hate Suarez either, 4,100. Like, if you're not going down to, like, a Vlad, uh, I think Suarez is certainly in play at 4,100 as well. Oh, man, Dietrich is too cheap. He's too, too, too cheap. Um, the Brewer side, like I said, I think Yelich, you know, obviously he like rivals Trout as one of the top plays here. Mustakis got hit in the hand on Tuesday. They said he's supposed to return the action uh, this weekend. We'll have to see if he's in there or not. I assume he'll be in there. And if he is, he's certainly a good play. If you want to play pay up, Grandal's uh, a great play at catcher. Um, Travis Shaw, 3,200. Like if you're wanting to pay down and not play Vlad, uh, I think you look at Shaw who ever since he's kind of come back from – triple a he's been very hit or miss still but he's shown a little bit of upside yeah yeah that's basically target the lefties here grandal i prefer to sanchez um as a one-off and your catcher play i like the stack here i like the lefties here quite a bit don't know if i go kane or braun but everyone else is in play just stack the lefties up and let them destroy roark i really want thames to be in there 4900 nobody's gonna play thames i really want him to play uh, Minnesota at Kansas City, 10 total. Jake Odorizzi against Glenn Sparkman. Um, Odorizzi, a 190 favorite here. Um, any interest in Odorizzi? Yes, um, in the fact that he can do something. The problem is I have no interest in – I have interest in two non-7K pitchers, and I don't think he makes a cut here. I mean, going up against Kansas City, he's been very good this year. Like, he's been – just fantastic so far, striking out both sides of the plate at a pretty darn high rate, but better versus lefties, and there's going to be a few lefties in this lineup that you can strike out. They have a hot, lot of high K bats, and so Odorizzi can really do some damage. Maybe, like I haven't looked at his price over on other sides, but I don't think he makes any of my lineups over on DK just because of his price and the two guys that he's surrounded by and all the 7K pitchers. Yeah, I like Odorizzi quite a bit here. Um, I, I think the twins are going to give him some run support. I think he's a big favorite for a reason. I know he just pitched against this team and he gave up some runs, um, but he still had seven Ks. So if you knock off a couple of those runs, you're looking at probably like 25 fantasy points instead of 18. So I, I think we see a little bit better outing than we did last time. Um, I think he's my favorite pitcher of the top guys um, between Morton, Odorizzi, Montas and Bumgarner. I think he's my favorite. So Really, depending on like how I construct rosters, um, I, I think that you know he's certainly the guy that I'm looking at if I'm going to pay up today. I, I do like him here. Uh, he's been very good. His ISO is under 100 this season. 
28% K rate, striking out lefties more than he's striking out righties. Uh, sounds like they're going to have Lucas Duda uh, in the lineup here, which is some strikeout upside as well. Like, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So I like Odorizzi. Uh, I think this is a spot he could go out and K a lot of guys. And I think that some of the numbers that we're seeing for Kansas City might be a little misleading. So uh, I think this is a good spot to target Odorizzi. Uh, Glenn Sparkman on the other side, though, I have zero interest in him. I'm right there with you. He is facing one of the best offenses in baseball. He has a 13% K rate this season. He has really, really struggled with lefties. Um, is there a reason that we're not like looking at Minnesota as a top stack, you know, right up there with Milwaukee, right up there with LA? I mean, they're the top stack. It's going to be 85 degrees over there in Kansas city. Um, wind blowing. I don't think that has too much of an effect, but uh, 85 degrees, humid, good hitting weather. Casey's been good for home runs surprisingly this season. Um, so yeah, Sparkman's horrible. The Casey bullpen's horrible. Sparkman gives up 47% fly ball rate and a 50% hard hit rate to lefties. We got Kepler. We got Polanco, who's better from the left side of the plate. We got Rosario. Maybe Cave makes the lineup, apparently. Alvarez, Castro. They, uh, yeah. Yeah, even Sano. Like, you want to target Sano against a guy that doesn't strike out righties too much. And Sparkman's sitting there at 11.9% K rate to righties. So yeah, um, just play everyone. Li just literally everyone. I'm mean, Cruz is still there. Crone's still there. Play every single player from Minnesota. They're going to be chalky. Doesn't matter to me. They're the top stack on the slate for a reason. Yeah. I don't think I can argue. Uh, Sparkman being a guy that just doesn't strike people out. Um, so much upside in this lineup that it's really hard to argue. Um, just loading up on the Minnesota bats here. Kansas City, I really don't have any interest in Kansas City. Um, if I was going to play anybody, it would probably be Solaire, just because of the hit distance that Odie Rizzi's given up to righties. He is a fly ball guy. Like, maybe Solaire, but that's really it. Like, I just – I don't like Kansas City here. Yep, fade. Odie Rizzi's too good, and he doesn't give up power. Tampa Bay heading over to Oakland. we got a two-hour gap from the 8 o'clock games to the 10 o'clock games. Um, Charlie Morton against Frankie Montas. Eight total. Pick him game. Uh, any interest here in Morton? Uh, a bit, yeah. I mean, the problem is the 7K range, guys. But if I have a lineup where I have my bats in and I throw in a guy like uh, whoever, Gallon, at 7K, and I have enough money to spend up for Morton, I, I will. Like, he's the top guy on the board. Uh, he's going up against an Oakland offense that does have some power and still strikes out at a decent rate. Uh, Morton getting both sides of the plate pretty darn well. Been a little bit more efficient versus righties. Been a little bit higher K rate to lefties. But doesn't give up too many fly balls. It's out in Oakland, there's it's 60 degrees out. So it's good pitcher weather and a good pitcher ballpark. And Morton is a good pitcher. Uh, it's that simple. I know Oakland's a very good hitting team, but... Uh, they, yeah, they still going up against a complete ace here. So I really like Morton today. If I have money to spend up, he's going to be probably the second option. Yeah. Um, yeah. Morton right up there. Like, you know, as much as I like go to Rizzy, Morton's right there, you know, especially when we're looking at a team that is pretty right-handed heavy. And, you know, Morton is a guy that just limits power against righties, um, generates a ton of ground balls. Gets some soft contact, you know, soft contact rate, 20.6%. So this is a good spot for Morton, good ballpark. Um, 
like Cardi has said so many times, though, with these wide foul grounds, you know, you lose a little bit of strikeout upside in this ballpark. But I, I don't mind outs. Uh, get me deeper into games. That's fine. So the other side of this game, though, like Frankie Montas has really been good this year. Where he is a little bit of struggles is lefties. And I think there might be just too many lefties at his price point to take the risk. I don't think so. Um, the lefties okay. offer some more upside. He's been, he's been, he's has that splitter and it's been just crushing lefties for the majority of the season. I mean, look at the numbers. There's a 254 Woba with his uh, splitter, 62% ground ball rate, 43% whiff rate. It is dirty. And the numbers, like he's willing to give up some hard contact and fly balls to lefties. He has, been willing to do that pretty much all season long, but it's because he plays over in Oakland. So it kind of plays to that more. He's given up a few bombs, but Frankie Montas is fantastic. And he plays to his ball, the ballpark he's in. So uh, I really like him. He's 10 K. He's a decent step down from um, Morton. People aren't going to play him. There's going to be enough lefties in this lineup here where Montas can really do some damage. I, I honestly think that this could be a complete game. One run, Montas gets 11 Ks. Fair enough. Uh, agree to disagree. That's perfectly fine. Um, you know, like you said, there there's certain reasons why you like him, and I love that you pointed him out. Um, any Tampa bats that you want to play here? I don't think so. I mean, like I said, Montas is good. He can give up some power. Meadows would be the one guy that I would consider. Like I said, lefties can hit him hard. He has a great fastball that when he does throw, occasionally it gets just mashed by lefties. So Meadows, if he catches a hold of one, he can hit the ball, the ballpark there. Um, Lau, maybe he's another power guy, but it's really just those two guys. And it's mostly because of their price at 4,600 and 4,300 is a little bit too cheap. Yeah. I don't mind Choi either. Uh, he profiles pretty well against Montas according to my model. So I don't hate it. I, I honestly, I don't love it. Um, but I, I did want to point out that, you know, obviously anytime that something pops on my model, I want to look at it. So, um oakland anything here against morton uh, let me check out double check the price tags here again i mean there's chris davis at 3800 that you can do in tournaments there's chapman at 3800 you can go with that in tournaments there's even matt olson who like if he doesn't strike out he can hit the ball the ballpark but i'm probably gonna end up fading him entirely all right, uh, moving on here. We got Baltimore at Seattle. Dylan Bundy against Wade LeBlanc. Uh, no total in this one. Um, any interest here in Dylan Bundy? He's my favorite play on the entire slate. Um, I absolutely love him today. And anytime that Bundy is on the mound, it obviously can go terribly wrong. But look at the ISOs on this team versus righties um, all the way up and down it. Vogelbach has a 321. Beckham has a 233. Everyone else is just not good. This Mariners lineup is not good. Projected 24% K rate versus righties. Bundy crushes righties. And so Santana's the only guy you really have to worry about hitting the ball park there, him and Beckham. But both of them strike out at a huge clip. So Bundy's either going to give up a bomb or strike him out. He's incorporated that uh, changeup way more into his repertoire this year going against lefties. And he's probably going to be facing six of them. He's been crushing lefties in terms of just limiting damage a lot of the year. He plays in Baltimore. You look at his home road splits when it comes to home runs. 
and he's willing to get a little bit more K's when he's on the road in a good hitting ball or a good pitching ballpark. Seattle, people forget, it's an open air stadium. It's going to be 59 degrees outside tomorrow. The ball is not going to be traveling. Almost no one in the Seattle lineup walks that much. Everyone has strikeouts. This is a great matchup. I'm calling Bundy gets 35 points here. Yeah, I actually like Bundy for tournaments. Um, if this is the guy you were talking about pre-show that you wanted me to talk you off of, I don't think I can do it. Um, certainly worry about Vogelbach, but you know this lineup, as good as they were at the beginning of the season, if we start looking more recent stats-wise, they've been terrible. Um, they're striking out at a very, very high clip. You said it. Anytime Bundy goes out there, you know the risk. But the fact that he has some strikeout upside against a team that does strike out a bunch, um, I, I can't I can't hate on it, Grant. I really can't. Like Strictly tournaments, I don't think I can play him in cash games. I would play Wainwright uh, before I would play Bundy in cash. But I, I, I certainly like the upside for tournaments here. Yeah, Wainwright, Gallon, and Valdez are saving me from a potential – throw my computer through a wall day tomorrow because now I don't have to use Bundy in cash. Um, let's talk bats here in this one. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing you have zero interest in Wade LeBlanc, right? Yeah. He's he's, he's so bad. Uh, let's talk bats. Uh, anything on the Baltimore side? Um, if he makes the lineup, Keon Broxton is a fantastic play. Anytime you get him against a lefty that's a very low strikeout rate lefty, um, then it's great. LeBlanc only striking out righties at a 13% clip so far this year. Uh, so Keon at 3,100 is not a bad one. Outside of him, I don't think I can go with anyone. Like The price is right for pretty much everyone else, and the slam's not very good. Yeah, I love Nunez. Love Nunez here. Um, not as much on DraftKings as I do on other sites, but I love Nunez. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. I I could see playing Nunez if I'm not like paying up at first base today um, or on a fantasy draft where I could play multiple first basemen, but he has been mashing left-handed pitching this season, and I, he's just too cheap on FanDuel. Like, there, there's no reason not to be playing Nunez at 2,500. Like, he's probably going to be my cash game third baseman on, on FanDuel today. Um, I, I like him that much. So, I don't mind Alberto either. Uh, he's very, very good at getting on base. He doesn't have, like, the power upside, but he's cheap. So, if he gets on base at 2,500, like, you can play Nunez – and you can play Alberto on FanDuel and build whatever you want with good pitching. So I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, and also, guys, keep in mind when you're looking at plate IQ and Pedro Severino, um, that 321 ISO versus lefties so far this season is mostly just derived from the hot weather Texas game where he hit three out of the park. Yep. Um, any Seattle bats here? You can go Vogelbach. Um, outside of him, I would not suggest anyone. I mean, maybe Santana, but like I said, this is not good hitting conditions in this ballpark. It's going to be cold, and it's already not a great ballpark for hitters. Uh, generally, when we get to this point in the summer, people start to think that Seattle's decent for hitting, but like I said, 59 degrees out is cold. It's cold, and it's an open-air dome, even though it is a dome. Uh, it's going to be not great in there. I highly suggest against anyone outside of Vogelbach who can literally hit a ball at the ballpark if it were underwater. 
not only should you play Vogelbach, you should definitely play Vogelbach. Um, good, good spot for him. This is a good spot for him. But outside of that, like, there's a reason that you know we we kind of like Bundy here. Uh, last game on the slate, we got the Giants and the Dodgers. We have a seven total. Um, Madison Bumgarner, and I've seen like three different reports uh, for the Giants here or for the the Dodgers. I've seen that. Urias might start Thursday and they might move Walker Bueller back a day. Um, and I've also seen like, you know, Urias might not go deep and they might use Ferguson some. So I'm reading that Walker Bueller is going to get pushed here and this might change how we approach the, the giants or the Dodgers, but um, I I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. So any interest here in Madison Bumgarner? I mean, his price isn't terrible at 9,200, but it's still the Dodgers. He doesn't have an elite K rate. He's a very good hit pitcher this season, but he's more suited for at his home Paul Park as opposed to away. If they do decide to go lefty heavy for some reason, which I don't expect the Dodgers to do, then you can do it. But uh, I just take the savings for Bundy, Wainwright, Gallon, or Valdez. Yeah, I don't. I'm not playing Bumgarner here. They, they they just see him too much. Like they probably see him more than anybody. Um, I, I just I can't do it. Uh, assuming that the report that I'm reading um, from nine o'clock tonight um, with Arias being starting on Thursday, I, I'm I'm gonna stay away from the Dodgers pitchers in this game. Yeah, I don't think I'd play him regardless. Um, if even if Bueller's pitching, he's ten five. Then I'd rather go with Montas or up to Morton or even Gibson probably. But I mean, if you want, if Bueller is pitching, you're fine going with him. Uh, just I don't know if I would. If Bueller's pitching, I have interest for sure. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of hoping they push Bueller back and we can use him on Friday. Like I, I like some of the options that we have on top. I haven't even looked at Friday's slate, but knowing that we would have Bueller against the Giants, I'd be interested. Um, assuming that this is going to be like a bullpen type game, any interest in the Giants bats? Belt. Belt is too cheap at 3,500. Ballpark upgrade. Good pitch or good hitter. Problem is if he's going lefty-lefty against Urias, that creates some problems, but it looks like if Urias is pitching, he's probably not going to make it out of the third, so Belt only has to play him once. Um, they generally don't target guys in bullpen games with a team with decent bullpens, but Belt is too cheap at 3500 We talked about a few cheap first basemen. He might be my favorite. Uh, fair enough. Uh, any Dodgers here? Turner. Um, Turner would probably be the only guy I go with. I mean, you can take the savings with Kike if he's in the lineup or Chris Taylor if he's in the lineup. Both of them are super cheap. Uh, but it, it's, it's mostly Justin Turner for me. He's only 4K. Bum has been all right versus righties, but he hasn't been spectacular. And he doesn't have the same ground ball rate, gets a lot of hard contact um, against righties. Turner is not going to be heavily owned, and the price is right. I don't even have to look it up, but I know Kiki Hernandez owns Madison Bumgarner. Uh, if you believe in BVP, like he, he owns him. And it's a large sample size because they see each other so much. So I certainly don't mind Kiki. I don't mind Turner. Uh, that's kind of where I end. Um, also, don't forget that there's a decent chance Mad Bum is gone after the second inning when he pegs Muncie. <laughs> I I don't think Bumgarner will peg him. 
I wouldn't be shocked if it happens, but I, I don't think so. They play each other too much. Like you, you do it when it's not as fresh on any, anybody's mind, right? No, no. My Mad Bum has nothing to play for this season. Doesn't want to go anywhere. San Francisco's out of the playoff hunt. Um, they're not good. And Mad Bum just kind of seems like I, I don't want to swear on the program, but you you get what I was going to say. <laughs> um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. You don't have to ask me that. You know. Dylan Bundy. Right? Yep. I'll take Zach Gollin in his uh, debut against his former team. The team that drafted him. Playing the narrative. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? I... I'm I'm gonna go with Bumgarner, even though Suarez is the answer and the very obvious answer. I'm not gonna take Suarez either. I'm gonna take Pavetta. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a little bit better. Suarez was just too easy. I, I feel like if you're not paying up for Montaz or above, you're probably going down into the seven K range. Like yeah, that, that's no. probably how I'm gonna approach the sleep. And it's also why another reason why I love Bundy so much uh, is because. There's three other pitchers that people would rather play before him. Everyone's going to worry about the volatility. They see safety with the other guys. Bundy's going to come in. My guess would be a third of the ownership or a fourth of the ownership of any other guy in the 7K range not named Nelson. I like it, man. I certainly like it. Like, you know, if you're looking at tournaments and you're looking at, like, especially like a Wainwright, like, I, I don't hate, you know, it's strictly tournaments. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got today? I'm going to go with Polanco. All right. Um, just so you're clear, it's not Pittsburgh. They're not even playing today. It is Jorge Polanco from Minnesota, right? Yes, that is correct. I didn't think about having to clarify that. Good call. No problem. I'm going to take Pete Alonzo. Love Pete Alonzo today. Um, going to pay it for him as much as I can. Under under 4K to get two hits, who do you got? I had someone earlier. That I, I'm going Brandon Belt. You can have Vlad. I'm not going to take Vlad. I am going to take uh, Nunez. I, I really like Nunez today, facing the lefty in Wade Lestink. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs to bring it home today. Oh, gosh, let me see. Should have been more prepared for this. I could just say Minnesota and get an automatic W. Um I'm trying not to pick the chalky team. I didn't really have a, a lot of interest in stacks. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. That's what top. I was going to take. Ah! Yeah, there aren't many. Like Everything's a five implied run total, or you shouldn't stack it. Uh, there aren't really many good off-the-board stacks. Yeah, there's not. Honestly, there's like four stacks that I like today. I'm going to take uh, the Angels um, against Richard. I, I think... The four stacks I'm looking at today, Reds, Angels, uh, Twins, and Brewers, really looking at more of like just building out two and three mans and getting bats that I like today more than stacking. Yeah, I'm probably going to go a whole lot of home run hunting because there's stacking I don't think is the way to go today. There's too many cheap bats that you can fit in there on site like Fantasy Draft. Like there's so many different ways you can save money. The problem is then you're stuck with – I honestly am probably going to build a Morton Montas lineup with just cheap bomb bats. All right. Well, on that note, um, anything before we get out of here? Nope. Uh, just if Bundy gets blown up, 
please don't send me any angry messages because I am I'm going to be drowning my tears. <laughs> on that note, we're going to get out of here for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we will see you then. See you, kids.